always forgets one fact. He has never made a target for climate change. They are promising jobs. They should be promising workers. How is it that the experts that have rated our plan on climate to be an A have rated your plan to be an F? Mr. O'Toole and Mr. Trudeau are jumping over each other about who is going to cut help the people first. I have said before and I'll say again tonight that I do not believe that Mr. Trudeau is a real feminist. That's a little bit of the sound from last week's English-language-Canadian election debate, where five federal party leaders squared off on Thursday. We don't have a show Fridays here on the CJN Daily yet, so today, Monday, we'll take a look at the issues in the election and the debate and what matters to Jewish Canadians. And to do that, I've brought together a panel of four Jewish party insiders. They'll break down the debate and the issues, and they'll debate a little bit amongst themselves, too, and are all issues Jewish issues? Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdof. Uh, justice, justice, you shall pursue. And the idea that not only do you have to pursue justice, but you have to pursue justice in a just manner. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, September 13th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Advanced polls have been open all weekend in Canada, also this Monday. The election is a week away, Monday, September 20th. Don't forget, you're invited to attend the CJO's own federal election debate together with CJA. It's tonight, September 13th, Monday, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. The link to register for the Zoom is in our show notes. I'm co-hosting alongside Abby Feingold. He hosts our sister podcast, Bonjour Chai. Now, coming up, you'll meet the four impressive young Canadian Jewish active political volunteers. They want you to know why the election's important and what's at stake. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Hello, I'm Howard Conter in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Just sending some condolences out to Dr. Howard Conter and his family. Howard was a guest on this show in May. He's mourning the loss of his mother, Esther Deborah. She died on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Funeral services were held Thursday. Mrs. Conter was 84. She was a native of Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. Her late husband, Ralph, predeceased her, as did their daughter and Howard's sister, Tema Conter. Donations can be made to the Tema Foundation or to a charity of your choice. In other news, as the world marked the 20th anniversary of 9-11 this weekend, a Toronto woman, Ellen Drasner, has posted a note on Facebook to remember her Canadian Jewish high school classmate who was killed. Peter Feidelberg was one of the 24 Canadian victims. She writes that Peter was a graduate of Bialik High School in Montreal, class of 84. He was newly married and living in New Jersey with his wife, Meredith Ewart. She was also killed in the Twin Towers. You should know that I didn't include anyone from the People's Party of Canada in today's episode because they weren't invited to the National Canadian Leaders debates either, although there are at least two Jewish people running for that party, one in Montreal and one in Thornhill, Ontario. We also had no one from the Bloc Québécois because they are not running candidates anywhere else except Quebec and are not going to form a government. 
So now let's bring out our four panelists. We chatted just after the leaders debate. So they're all in their 20s. They're all graduates of a Jewish political action training program called CJPAC. From the Green Party, Corey Sheffman. He's a Toronto lawyer. He deals with Indigenous issues. And he's running party leader Annemi Paul's campaign in Toronto Centre. From Montreal, Anthony Koch. He's a conservative strategist who helped Aaron O'Toole in the party leadership race. Carolyn Svonkin joins us from Kingston. She volunteers for the Liberals. She's a poli-sci student in her final year at Queen's University. And Sophie Hirschfield is a Winnipegger who volunteers with the New Democrats. She's in Toronto taking her master's at U of T. Welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Okay, so before we get started, you all have something in common which is that you are connected to the Canadian Jewish Public Affairs Committee, CJPAC. So going around, we'll start with Anthony. Uh, can you tell us how you got involved with this? It was actually fairly, fairly early on. So I got involved in politics. My first time was the 2015 campaign. So I was just knocking on doors in the West Island of Montreal. So if I ever needed a, a you know, a, a training on how to do sales, I guess that was it. Because let me tell you something knocking on doors for the Conservative Party in the West Island of Montreal is <laughs> definitely something. All right, Sophie? Yeah, well, I um, I actually found out about CJ Pack when I was attending a Jewish summer camp, shout out to Camp Massad in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, we had someone from CJ Pack come and give uh, this kind of political trivia workshop. And I was having the time of my life and I very quickly realized that I was the only, you know, 15 year old camper at summer camp who's actually excited to talk about politics um and <laughs> realizing that that made me different uh from everyone else and i got involved in cj pack in high school uh, and then went back to it in university um so yeah i've been political from a young age like anthony okay so we have sophie and uh caroline tell us how you got into uh volunteering and working for the liberals yeah, absolutely so like sophie i was also kind of the weird politics nerd for my whole life like literally dating back to elementary school and i would organize a mock election with my friends and they're like no we don't care about this we're 10 years old but i was really <laughs> into it um and then i really got involved more formally once i started university i started attending queen's young liberals events and when 2019 rolled around, I started door knocking, canvassing, phone banking, all of the usual things. Corey, tell us a little bit about, you know, your your journey, uh, how you started. You said you were liberal, but, you know, you switched. So when did you start getting the bug? Uh, my dad took me to um, uh, volunteer with our liberal candidate in Thornhill uh, when I was uh, 12 or 13 years old or something. And I was hammering in signs into lawns and uh, I basically never looked back. Um, I, I was liberal for, for a long time. I uh, managed campaigns. I ran GoTV. Um, I sort of did everything from uh, the top to the bottom of campaigns in the Liberal Party. Um, uh, worked on uh, Joyce Murray's leadership campaign in 2013. Um, and in 2015, I knocked on lots of doors in Winnipeg, where I was living at the time, um, talking about Justin Trudeau's promise to make 2015 the last election under first past the post. That was the selling point, no question about it. And then we all saw what happened after that. What I want to know from you guys, before we start <laughs> throwing, throwing bombs here, is... Um, <laughs> Let's go and ask for each of you, uh, what is the key issue for you as a young, active person, Jewish, in this election right now? Carolyn? 
I mean, it's hard to say because on one hand, it's obviously COVID recovery. Like, I think we're all young people on here. We can agree that COVID has been really unfair to us and to everyone. And I, you know, I want to go back to my normal life at university. I want to have a job next year that I don't have to sit in my bedroom to do. So that's really important. And it's really impossible to look at this election and not focus on that first because it's right in front of our faces every single day. Um, so I would say beyond that, I think it's probably climate change. And I do think that got a lot of focus last night. Do I think all the answers and everything that people were saying were good? And do I think everything was addressed properly? No, I don't. Um, but I was glad to see that people were talking about it. I was glad to see that there were some shots being fired and some of the hypocrisy of different parties and leaders was being called out. Um, but I think, and I actually agree with Anne Paul and she said, there could be a whole debate on climate change because it is a massive issue. There's so much to talk about. And I would have liked to see a little more policy actually being talked about. And why should you vote for any of these parties? What are the differences between them when you're talking about climate? It's not just who believes in climate change versus who doesn't. Like, I think we need to get a little bit past that and we need to hold Canadians to the standard that they're a little bit past that too. Yeah, Sophie? Um, as a young person, climate change is genuinely horrifying to me. Um, I do think about having kids, having grandkids, and whether or not we'll actually be able to live on the planet. You know, I'm not just thinking of, oh, do I want to retire in Winnipeg or in, you know, it's genuinely thinking, can I retire on planet Earth? Um, which is a really terrifying existential thought to have. But another thing that I do kind of want to touch on that was brought up just briefly in last night's debate was the kind of the people have been calling it like the second pandemic, which is the pandemic of drug overdoses. And to me, this is a really, really pressing issue as a young person. Um, Anthony, you tweeted that it's time to stop um, giving a lot more attention to seniors issues and more to people of Gen Z or Gen young generation. And I want you to unpack that for us. Not to say that I'm not sympathetic, I am. And we absolutely need to have more supports for low-income seniors who are experiencing difficulties. But what I find irritating, I'll be quite frankly, as a young person, is that you know you have all these policies like Justin Trudeau bribing seniors with a free $500 freebie on the second day of the election campaign. Every time we have any discussion politically, I'll, I'll even tell you, like quite frankly, the way housing is structured in this country is basically there's been a bit of a cahoots of all the political parties, whether explicitly or implicitly, to pursue policies that prevent any possibility of any sort of major correction in the housing market, okay, whatsoever to allow people our age to have any semblance of greater affordability when it comes to lodging. But for me, and I'll go back to the question you asked before, but what issues matter to young people? I'll say two things for me, and I guess I'm exposing my conservative, you know, flair here on this, but Two things for me is one, economy and jobs. Okay. And then the second one, which I'm, I got to tell you, I'm really shocked, forget just among young people, has not been spoken about at all. Okay. In this election campaign is Canada's place in the world. They were talking about the Uyghurs and Afghanistan in the debate Thursday night. And, you know, what do young people feel about this? I mean, you know, I think Anime uh, said it best in the debate. And I mean, frankly, the other leaders, uh, the other leaders other than Trudeau did as well. Uh, Mr. O'Toole and uh, Mr. Singh um, also pointed out that like, what the hell, what the hell are we doing in this election? Like, what is this election? We should be in Parliament um, in the middle of the Afghanistan crisis when Canadian troops were trying to evacuate people from the Kabul airport. Um, 
Justin Trudeau walks to the governor general's house and calls an election. Um, and it just makes no sense. And it particularly makes no sense for the progressive parties. Sorry, Anthony. Uh, but we we agreed on so many things in the, the, the sort of progressive menu of policies. We agreed on guaranteeing livable income. We agreed on universal pharm pharmacare. We agreed on tackling the climate crisis, although maybe we disagreed on the mechanisms a little bit. But there was so we agreed on um, banning conversion therapy for LGBT people. So I'm, I'm sorry for getting a little bit animated, but like this election was so unnecessary. Uh, but now that it's here, just to go back and answer you, your previous question, Ellen, you know, we need to see action and it is a Canadian imperative. And I would also say it is a Jewish imperative as a people who know genocide as a people who know what it is like to be uh, excluded from the society that we're part of, um, the Jewish community has a responsibility to uh, be working towards reconciliation with Indigenous peoples and to be working towards justice. But I want to bring in Carolyn because, you know, you are with the Liberals and um, it must be, uh, we must give you a few minutes uh, here just to, to talk about how you feel yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I guess I'll say this is what an election is like the government that's sitting and especially if they have been sitting for six years, it's their job to defend their record, whether it's the party that I'm part of or it's a party that I'm not. I think that's what accountability is. That's what democracy is. And I'm happy to see it happening. Do I agree with all the attacks or all the points? No, of course not. I'm part of the party that I'm part of because it, that's what I believe in the most. But I'm happy to see everyone up on a stage discussing. And I agree with Anthony. I didn't like the format, but I was happy to see that they were talking about some of these really important issues. Um, as far as the, the, the criticism about calling the election, I'm honestly a little bit sick about hearing. I'm sick of hearing about it. You are all politicians. And I do think that any party would have, when they're looking at polling and they're looking at issues and they're looking at the next two, five, ten years, would have done the same thing. Do I think the timing was perfect? No, I don't. And I'm horrified looking at what's going on in Afghanistan. And I'm horrified at a lot of things looking at what's going on in our own country, as Corey so rightly pointed out, like this summer with Indigenous issues, with healthcare, with all sorts of things was, to me at least, kind of a watershed moment. But I also think that maybe is a good reason for the election that we need to have a referendum on who's going to actually take care of these issues and who's going to go forward. And if you're sitting here saying the Liberals aren't doing a good job and they haven't been doing a good job since 2015, you shouldn't be complaining about an election. You should be saying, I'm glad they called an election so that I can make that known. That was, about, that was about as good of an answer as you could have given to that question. <laughs> yeah, well said, I mean, Carolyn. I need to wrap this up. Look, it's been great to meet you all. Good luck. And thank you so much again for being on the CJN Daily. If you like this debate and want more from the four panelists, check out the uncut version of our discussion on the CJN's YouTube channel. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to, well, nobody today. Because if you want to be mentioned in my daily listener shout-outs, it's easy. You have to drop me a line and tell me that you have joined the new CJN Circle. Now, the Circle is our new subscription membership plan. If you like what we do, please support us at the CJN. 
The Circle membership gives you early access to all the CJN's work. So that includes a new weekly print-at-home newspaper that's coming soon, home delivery of the gorgeous print magazine that comes out four times a year, and lots more perks. It's a great Shana Tova present, $100 for a single member, and a better deal is if you pay $250, you can sign up five family members. 